Guys of a Certain Age is brought to you by no one. Absolutely no one. Except these dudes walking down memory lane. Now let's head to the studio to see what they misremember next. Happy New Year, Happy New Podcast, Happy Guys of a Certain Age, because we made it through Christmas and New Year's. Robbie Koblenz in studio, joined alongside... Jay Reed. And from Parts Unknown... Art Shirley. Hey, there you go. Jay, you got to go first this time. Uh, you know, once in a while. Once in a while. When, whenever we get rid of Art out of studio, you can you can talk first. Well, blind squirrel finds a nut every now and then, right? Yeah, a broken clock is, is right twice, twice a, a day. day. Yeah, there you go. All right, so that's enough of the dad-isms for <laughs> the dad-isms the day. to yeah. start the year. So, uh, well, let's jump into some Geeks of the Week. Uh, Jay, what you got? Mine is a fascinating site on Instagram that I found just oh, recently. Hey, Art, you hear that? He moved from Popular Mechanics to Instagram to find his content. There is, is a this theme, a though. Popular Mechanics, Instagram No, mechanics? no, no. This is, but it's, it's, I'm, sadly, it's going to be a similar situation, I've realized. So, it's called Geek Gifts. Just the word geek, the word gifts, and I found it this morning. And I was looking through, and the very first uh, picture is of this R two D two that kind of fits size that would fit in your cup holder in your car. Yeah, and you plug it into the to the power, and then you can charge your phone through the R two D two. And I thought that's still that's so cool. We gave Jacob one of those a few years ago, and I'm scrolling through the gifts. There's like these three D lamps. There's like um, uh, night lights of like Spider-Man coming out of the wall. It looks like yeah. it's coming out of the wall. All this kind of cool stuff. Uh, Pac-Man coasters, Tetris lamp, all these things. And I thought, oh, I'm going to go to the Lincoln bio. So I went to the Lincoln bio and sorry, page not found. <laughs> I, that was my first clue that maybe this is not current. Uh, my first clue should have been that this is the R2-D2 that we gave Jacob several years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so the last post on this page was 2016. But, um, it's still some very cool stuff, which you might need to go to eBay to find now. It was like an R2-D2 shower head. An R2-D2 shower head? And the coolest thing, I think, are the uh, lightsaber chopsticks. So they're <laughs> tiny lightsabers with lights in that you can eat with. These are not the shower drops you were looking for. <laughs> yeah, nice. Anyway, so well, geek I, gifts. If you want to look at about you know a dozen geek gifts that used to be available this so is your place this was shut down what five years ago apparently four yeah. or five yeah our he's he's doing better art <laughs> i know I, I really want to see that site though i'm, I'm in the 2000s like, now yeah yeah you're in the, right. the teens so so yeah so anyway fun fun all right mr shirley what do you have for your geek of the week uh has anybody seen matrix resurrection yet no i've seen the first 15 minutes and that's as far as i've gotten Okay. Yeah, so we watched HBO it. Max, right? Yeah, it's on. Yes, HBO. we watched it last night. Unfortunately, it's doing terrible box office, and there, this will probably be the end of the Matrix run. Um, it was, you know, okay, probably at best. It was kind of nice to see all the people come back, <laughs> or some of the people come back to steal your line. But uh, what's interesting is Carrie Ann Moss, who plays Trinity from that season, has said she would like to team up with Keanu Reeves again, but in the John Wicks. Ooh, franchise sure. and the John Wick series would be an assassin in that. It would be, I think that would be a lot of fun if she shows up in those. Those, I don't know if y'all watch the John Wick you, movies, but I have not seen any of the John Wicks yet. I've seen more John Wick than I have Matrix. I think actually. Really? Oh, really? Okay. Well, I, I, I watched the first John Wick sometime after we started recording because y'all we had talked about it, and then I watched two uh -huh. and three pretty close to each other. But I haven't. 
I don't think I've watched anything but the original Matrix. That's all yeah. you need well, to watch. Well, that's really all you need to watch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It really is. It's a lot like Highlander. <clears throat> there can only be one. Okay. And, yeah. Uh, I mean, they, you know, the in watching the movie last night, uh, which, like I said, it was okay. It just didn't, you know, it didn't really, it certainly didn't live up to the first movie. It's probably my second favorite of the sequels, but that's not saying a whole lot. Ooh. Um, wow. But, but, uh, I mean, you know, like I said, it was it wasn't bad. It was entertaining, but uh, it if you certainly wasn't. Seen them all, could you follow along at all? I mean, I don't. Know. If you've seen them at all, if you've seen them all, you really can't follow along all that <laughs> okay. well. It's just it's kind of a confusing, you yeah. know. And there was a whole lot of exposition, I guess, which they felt was necessary to kind of tie in what had happened since the last movie and why we were in this position that okay. we're in now. And, so and, and that. That, that seems to be a hallmark of the Matrix sequels. It's, there's way too much exposition. Well, and then Lawrence Fishburne de- declined to be part of it, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and so you got dude who played uh, Dr. Manhattan from Watchmen as uh-huh. Morpheus. Who was excellent, by the way. It was yeah. really good. Yeah. But uh, still, I mean, it's just, yeah, he was, the, Hugo Weaving also was not in it. He decided, he decided not to be in Mr. it either. Mr. Anderson. And, you know, the the two of them at least making a cameo would have been and and there's a whole lot of old clips and in fact and unfortunately the the uh, the old clips you know are so good that you go okay it does make you go, want to go back and watch the movie but i would definitely be up for seeing uh Carrie Ann Moss uh make an appearance you know maybe a little bit more than uh, just a cameo but an appearance in the John Wick movies well i'm going to try to watch it before it goes off hbo max after you know his its first 30 day run i, I it's definitely worth watching okay. it's definitely worth watching it's just um it uh, like i said it's there there's some neat things in it it's kind of a you know kind of a nice uh wrap up to things but it just it wasn't one of those where you go oh wow i can't you know this is this is back the matrix is back yeah um okay well cool i will go back and finish watching it have either of you guys seen don't oh not don't look up but look up on uh, netflix yet i think it's don't look up in it is it don't look up no it's look up it's look okay. up yeah no it's don't look up yeah it's one of them yeah yeah i can't i've seen i have not seen it we're probably going to watch it uh tomorrow night have you seen or it not tomorrow night no. but sometime I, I i finished it yesterday i highly highly recommend it it's hilarious um it is sad that it's so funny because it rings true today. The cast is unbelievable. Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence, Timothy Chalamet, Ario Ariane Ariana Grandi. I can't, can't Grande. Grande. Yeah, that's what yeah. I said. You heard me wrong. Meryl Streep, Chris Evans, Jonah Hill, uh who else is in this? Oh, Mark Rylance basically reprising his role in uh, Ready Player One. Um, Kate Blanchard is in it. It's a lot of fun. It's a satire commentary, and uh, it's somewhat um, appropriate in the times we live in. So, Art, I, I want to know what you think once you guys watch it. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing it. I know, you know, going into it, uh, I've seen some some comments both for and against it. But comments, uh, it looks like comments. You saw some comments comments with an n i know uh, comet <laughs> the comet is the asteroid is coming towards it but thought you did something um, i did see a co- one comment i saw was that uh, it was uh he had i can't remember who the director of the thing was adam but mckay he had, 
Okay, he had adopted a holier-than-thou attitude that rivaled Aaron Sorkin's. So I figured you probably... <laughs> well, you probably, I, it, I mean, it, that whole thing where we're preached to, you know, uh, whatever. So uh, anyway, I it, thought that was an interesting comment. It's hilarious. It's absolutely mm-hmm. hilarious. And uh, it's two hours. And along those lines, speaking of Aaron Sorkin, thanks for that. I was going to go that way too, yeah. Yeah, yeah, being the Ricardos on... That uh, was an excellent movie. That was uh, very well done. On uh, Amazon Prime. Have you seen it yet, Jay? No, I haven't. I realized you mentioned it the other day. I did. And yeah. Art took my advice and you didn't. I haven't been yeah. home to watch it. Yeah, we, we had planned to watch it. I just thought it was, I thought it was, it looked like it was going to be really good. And and we had said, I think, uh, I can't remember if we mentioned it on the podcast or just yeah. off mic, whatever, how uh, Nicole Kidman really seemed to nail the, the Lucy performance. And she was so good at it. She, and she that was, was not the original. I've seen the picture. That's yeah. Nicole Kidman. Oh wow! Yeah, and she sounded so much like her. She nailed it. So she it, really did. And she wasn't the original choice. Kate uh, Blanchett was the original choice to play Lucy, and, and had to opt out for scheduling reasons. And I just can't imagine anybody playing it. You know, as, as incredible actress as, as she is, I can't imagine anybody playing it better than Nicole Kidman did. And uh, Javier um, Badim. Badim. Yeah, I can never is he pronounce. Ricky? Yeah, he's Ricky. He's Ricky, yeah. Okay. And so... Uh, and J.K. Simmons is uh, uh, Fred Mertz. Oh, gosh. Yeah, oh, he's great. Yeah. He's great. So and I don't know the actress who played Ethel, or the actress that plays Ethel, but uh, Vivian Vance, is. Uh, she played Vivian Vance, but she was really good, too. Yeah, and then you had a bunch of Aaron Sorkin bit players. <clears throat> um, Greg Clark, uh, no, Clark Greg, Agent Coulson, who has been in several Aaron Sorkin pieces before is does a couple mm-hmm. cameos in there or a single cameo um interesting that uh, javier and nicole like you know i know them on first name they they signed on to do the show and they weren't as familiar with lucille ball and i love lukey and lucy and i love lukey and, <laughs> lukey and, you got some splendid total and, and lukey. the the whole Desi. I love Loki. It's a new show coming that's out. What I was yeah. <laughs> anyway, and so they panicked after they signed, and they begged their agents to get them out of the contract. They didn't oh, really? want to do it because there was some social media backlash about Nicole Kidman. Is oh yeah, she Ball. really got raked over the coals about doing. And it. And they're like, and Javier is like, I you know I know I know Desi Arnaz from his music, not necessarily from I Love Lucy, and he did some. Some investigation, and uh, so uh, obviously Aaron Sorkin talked to him and said, "Look, it's it's written and directed by Aaron Sorkin, and um, takes place during one week. And it's actually the, the the events of the movie actually happen over the course of a year, but he condensed it into one week, like he likes to do. <laughs> and um, uh, Nicole Kidman, like I said, is unbelievable as Lucille Ball, unbelievable." And, oh, actually, very believable. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, very, very believable. But her performance was just incredible. Uh-huh. And uh, their daughter, um, Lacey, Lucy Arnaz. Lucy Arnaz, yeah, thank you. Uh, just praised Nicole Kidman's performance. So, yeah. well, that's good. Yeah. So, anyway, I can't, I can't recommend that enough either. So, Jay, you got some watching to do. I do. I really do. Yeah, I think you guys will like that. Um, I've, I've rewatched parts of it. Uh, some of the, what do you think about some of the recreations, uh, like the art, like the the grape stomping scene? Oh, was, yeah, like I said that was. Uh, I mean, I had seen a still from that and thought it was just a still from the show, and uh, it was just. I mean, it was so, so authentic, so accurate to this show. You know, as I remember it, 
that it was just incredible. But, um, you know, looking back, they said they really only did like they showed recreations from the Lucy show for only about three minutes of the total runtime of yeah. the movie. Yeah. And it seems like it's a lot more than that, but it's not. So, you know, you saw her as Lucille Ball more so than you ever saw her as Lucy Ricardo. And I love Lucy was capturing an audience of 60 million people per mm-hmm. broadcast for CBS. Unheard of numbers today. Mm-hmm. I also like the fact that they gave credit to a lot of the innovations that, um, Desi came up with in terms of the three camera system and all this, all this stuff that, you know, at the time, time was, you know, groundbreaking for television, yeah. you know, and television itself was just brand new. So exactly. Anyway, cool. Yeah. And then Desi Lou went on, Desi Lou productions went on to produce <coughs> mission impossible and what Star else? Trek. Oh, I was Star trying Trek. to get Jay to come up um, with. Thank you. Art. Oh. Yeah. 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 So, I figured we were trying to make this a short show. So yeah. So much for ahead. that idea. Yeah. Uh, one last thing for geeks of the week saw today that uh, James Gunn had folks have been begging James Gunn to put ROM space night into guardians of the galaxy three. And he said, alas, he cannot because Hasbro owns the rights to ROM space night. Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of sad. So, yeah. All right. I'd rather put, I'd rather put Nova in anyway, but he hates Nova. Yeah, he kind of Nathan Fillion as Nova would be great, don't mm-hmm. you think? I mean, he he to me he would be like the ultimate Nova. He would be yep. a super Nova. Oh, oh. oh. and on that note, on that note, let's take a break. We're going to talk Spider Man after this, and we're back. We're going to talk Spider Man No Way Home. Jay, you've seen Spider-Man, right? Yes. Yeah, you did. You sure? I'm completely sure. You saw the one that came out, yeah, yeah. in 2021. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Didn't want you to get on, you know, an Instagram feed from t- 2004 and you go and watching Spider-Man three or something like that. So, um, all right. Well, I mean, Art, I know, I know you saw it. Uh, yes. Because I still doesn't believe that I, I saw it. I, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but Robbie and I actually saw it together. It was yeah. The second time okay. To see it. Yeah. So, so yeah. seen it twice so far. Really, really enjoyed it. Uh, what do you got, Jay? You saw it first. What did you think of Spider Man? I thought it was wonderful. Maybe not the best the, and all that kind of stuff, but I was. You, you know, you texted us when you saw it the first time. You said I laughed, I cried, blah blah. It was better than Cats, and and mm-hmm. I did too. I mean, I was like almost in tears a couple of times and laughed out loud and i thought just thought it was very well done maybe a little bit busy you know uh, a lot of things going on with all the the villains and so such. I, but obviously spoiler alerts if oh you've gosh, not yeah. seen it turn off for sure okay we're i back. thought it was great i thought yeah. it was really great uh art what was your initial impressions oh yeah i really thought it was really really good i mean it's one of the strongest uh certainly one of the strongest movies that we've seen lately from Marvel. Uh, if not, you know, in this whole run, starting up with our Iron Man, uh, I just thought it was really, really well done. I, I agree with what you're saying, Jay, that there was a lot going on, but I do think they managed it pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I've seen some, some movies where they only have two super villains, you know, looking at some of the, uh, Batman movies, uh, that just completely fall apart, but they had so much going on here. And, um, and I thought for the most part, they were able to manage it. I think, and again, we've talked about spoilers to me, I had only expected cameo appearances from some of the villains and, and spider men from mm-hmm. the original mo- from the earlier movies and had no idea they were going to be the story. 
Yeah, and, and I had only uh, read that they might appear, and everybody was denying it. So I had, oh yeah, I really everybody had no was denying ideas. it. But I mean, they were. I mean, they were just big parts of the movie. So you know, like as we said, to complete the spoiler, both Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire appear as alternate universe Spider Man. Uh, and the way they then, appear, I thought was hilarious. Really, yeah, they did such a good job of that. So. I, uh, you end up with five villains, three heroes, plus uh, uh, MJ and Ned. And I think one of the reasons you're able to get away with that is you didn't have to plot through any sort of origin story for anybody. You right. Know? So there's an expectation of coming in. You're going to know this is the third Tom Holland, right? And yes. so, and we still don't have the origin story for Tom Holland at all. We have no idea how he got bit by a radioactive spider. We don't have to worry about the Tobey Maguire origin story because we've got three movies of it. We've got two movies of Andrew Garfield and their associated villains. And so if you are able to jump straight to action like Tobey Maguire was able to do on on that bridge sequence with Doc Ock, you can put a lot more and it feels a lot more concise. I mean, wouldn't you guys agree? Yes, I think that they... I think that superhero movies in general have, are now assuming that for the most part we know, even if it's just from earlier movies, we have a general idea how these heroes or villains came to be. So we don't have to go back and tell that story. And that's a decision they made, as you said, with the, the first of the Tom Holland movies. Is we're not going to tell that story again. It's been told twice. Pretty much everybody knows it. Spider-Man is probably you know as well known as Superman, and everybody knows Superman's origin story or Batman's origin story. So let's just go ahead and start with the action. And this one, they even took it so far as to say, you know, if if you don't know what's going on, you're kind of in the same situation that Tom Holland and, and Spider-Man and Doctor Strange are in that. Hey, what's happening? And all you do is say it's alternate universe so stuff. You so you don't have to explain so much how these villains came to be. It's just enough to know that they came about uh, in this universe when or things, came to be in this universe. One of the things I read was COVID uh, postponed the Doctor Strange movie and originally Multiverse of Madness was supposed to come out before No Way Home. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. and, and so they had to rewrite parts of the Spider-Man movie to kind of jump into the, the multiverse idea, which we have broken into a little bit already with the Loki series. So, yeah. Um, so, well, let me ask uh, Jay, I'll ask you first, who's your favorite villain in no way home? My favorite villain. I want to say, I mean, green goblin still steals the show. I think you think William Defoe, green goblin, yeah, as far as actors go, definitely William Defoe. Yeah. Or is it Willem Dafoe? Willem. 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 Yeah. So yeah, he and he, he did the two sides, the Jekyll and Hyde thing going on just like before. I mean, he he got me on that, and uh, so I, I guess if I had to pick one, you know, that was because this well, he was the first one, right? The very first one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So you know, like I love it when all the people come back, and he was great. What about you, Art? Who's your favorite villain? I think that. Uh, I agree with the point that Willem Dafoe was excellent and it was so much better to use him, his face to play both sides, the Jekyll and Hyde kind of characters of, of the Green Goblin. And one of the huge mistakes that uh, Sam Raimi made, and I think the the first two Spider-Man movies that he made are, are just great with the second one being even better. But one of the big mistakes was putting the Green Goblin in that Power Ranger suit because it just took away you know, this excellent actor that you had in Willem Dafoe. 
And that was rectified in this. You got to see him perform both sides, and he's much more frightening that way. But Doc Ock is just my favorite Spider-Man villain. I think Alfred Molina played uh, a, a great version of Doc Ock. He's just, you know, to me, he's he's the, more so the Lex Luthor or the Joker to um, to uh, Spider-Man. You know, uh, as uh, he's just to me, he's the Spider-Man villain. I know Green Goblin has some history that might make him seem like that to a lot of folks, but Doc Ock has always just been my favorite. And Molina was just fabulous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I liked, and again, spoiler alerts, but uh, I loved the 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 fact that he's they kind of made him a three-dimensional character in that you know once he's restored or cured uh he's supportive of of uh of peter parker or spider-man you know because he had been in the comics at one point too until you know he was turned to evil and that cure thing i think that was kind of a cool thing to watch the saw more of a human side you know not necessarily origin Mm -hmm. story but you got back to who these guys were Mm-hmm. In the beginning and i, I kind of like the lizard man too just uh i wish there'd have been a little bit more of him in it but i mean it's already two and a half hours but, yeah uh, yeah from what i understand <laughs> is that the the guy that played because of covid shooting covid they could not get him actually there so reese, you did reese yeah yeah. yeah, they used uh, old footage. And, Apparently, I read that this morning. They used old. Yeah, footage. that they had to use old footage when he was transformed back from the lizard guy to. Uh, uh, what Doctor Connors? Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. And saved him a little money too. Yeah, yeah. But I, you know, and the, to me, the Doctor Connors is the one from the Tobey Maguire. He never turned into the lizard in the Tobey Maguire series, but um, I'd always like that guy playing uh, uh, Doctor Connors. And the guy who played Dr. Connors in the, the original Toby Maguire played a, uh, the AG and it, yeah, he was an attorney general on the West wing from Mississippi. By the oh, way. really? Yeah. Okay. By the way. So, uh, there's a whole episode about him, you know, taking the, uh, AG's department a little bit more centrist so he could come back and run for governor of Mississippi. And they name check the clarion ledger in that episode. Wow. Oh, that's ripping yeah. it right out of the clay. Yeah, that's right. Here. That's right. So, um, I, I, I agree with you, Art, Alfred Molina. I, I just, I loved his original, uh, role. I loved the way he reprised it. I love the full circle of once he's cured, he sees Toby Maguire and his face just lights up because he, you know, he's recognizing here's the brilliant student I was so fond of. Yeah. And he was a mentor to him. In the, he was, so it's really good. He was. And he asked, how are you doing my dear boy? And Maguire uh-huh. says, you know, the, the best I can, which echoes the first time they met, you know? Uh-huh. And, uh, um, so yeah, I liked him quite a bit. Um, so let me ask you the next, the, the extension there, Jay, who's your favorite Spider-Man? I was thinking you're fixing to ask that. I think Toby Maguire is sort of like, in a way, my Spider-Man, just because he was first. I realized that. But I really love Tom Holland. So I'm, I'm probably, if I had to choose one to watch over and over, if there was going to be another sequel, um, I would probably go with Tom Holland. But I I don't dislike any any of the three. I'm not, I don't have a an unfavorite. An unfavorite, wow. What about you, Art? Who's your favorite? I think that Andrew Garfield is probably the best actor of the three of them. I think he had, to me, you talked about, you know, getting choked up. The scene that got me more than any was when uh, Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man catches Tom yes. Holland's MJ yes. and kind of redeems himself for letting Gwen Stacy, played by Emma Stone in those movies, uh, die. Wait, and she died? 
She died, yeah. Spoiler yeah. alert for Andrew Garfield's second movie. Same accident but, as uh, Cyborg had. Yeah, ouch. <laughs> too soon, Jay, too soon. Oh, too soon. But, uh, but the look on his face, I mean, just, I mean, everything, you know, was was right there. And it just really, really was good. It's hard for me to pick a, a favorite Spider-Man, though. I agree with uh, Jay and that Tobey Maguire, especially in the first two movies. Now, even thinking about him in the third movie in the dance scene where he turned evil is just really hard for me to, to revisit. But uh, but also just I, I like Tom Holland. I think Tom Holland, the way they capture Spider-Man in that uh, has been just just so close to what I really liked in the Spider-Man comics, you know, the, the really young kid, the high school age kid, um, you know, that, um, that, you know, had some of the wisecracks, but also always had the, the doubting course. Like I said, all of them came to it from that way. So I don't know. Who was it? What somebody, was it your daughter, Jay? Who somebody said Andrew Garfield never could have been the nerdy Spider-Man. It wasn't my daughter. I'm sure. It wasn't my somebody, daughter either. <laughs> somebody said somebody said uh there's no way that andrew garfield would have been the geeky uh loser kid that couldn't find a date in high school i mean look at toby mcguire <laughs> it, you, it kind of pulls that off a little bit better than uh than the other two do uh so uh, what about your favorite Robbie? I, you know andrew garfield and probably going into this he was probably my least favorite uh, i only uh-huh. saw the amazing spider-man did not see two amazing spider-man two um but I just thought his performance was spot on. And, you know, you've got three phases of Spider-Man here. You've got the mm-hmm. teenage Spider-Man and Tom Holland. You've got that that late 20s, 30-year-old Spider-Man and Andrew Garfield, which, you know, he, he's still haunted by, by Gwen Stacy. And then mm-hmm. Tobey Maguire was like the cool youth pastor, you know, my favorite line of the movie. I was going to say, if you had to pick favorite line, that has yeah. to be. Yeah, Rumpy right got me back in time for that. Yeah, so, um, but I just, I really liked Andrew Garfield, and I walked out wanting to see an amazing Spider-Man 3 with Andrew Garfield. And I yeah. did, that was something I was not expecting. Um, because he was kind of the glue that held those those two together, uh, the other two together. You know, he yeah. was like, you know, big hug, blah blah blah. And I went back and read a little bit of the history of, you know, there was a Amazing Spider-Man three announced, and there was going to be a Sinister Six movie that preceded it. And mm. so, if you recall, you know, Sony has the rights to Spider-Man and his menagerie of of, of villains, and uh, then then. Kevin Feige, they came, Marvel came to, um, came to Sony and said, Hey, we would like to work with you to get Spider-Man back into the MCU. And, uh, to, to Sony's credit, Amy Pascal's credit, who's the producer, she realized that we have got a golden opportunity here to make a lot of money. And if we can marry the character, that we have rights to get it into the MCU, then we're just, you know, we're, we're, we're raking in cash. And to their credit, instead of saying, Oh, we're going to just do our own thing. They scrubbed the sinister six movie. They scrubbed, uh, amazing Spider-Man three cast Tom Holland. And then, you know, winter soldier, he shows up. So, um, not winter soldier, uh, civil war. Mm-hmm. And it, it just, it has worked incredibly well as we record this, uh, Spider-Man Far From Home 
is over a billion dollars in, in, in worldwide box office. No way. Yeah. Home. No way home, whatever, whichever home Spider-Man three, you know, uh, the one where they're the out. The one we're discussing. Yeah. The one okay. we're talking <laughs> about a billion dollars in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. That's and the nuts. thing is, these aren't even, these aren't just good pandemic numbers. These are good numbers, period. Absolutely. I mean, these yeah, are, I saw that. yeah. Third largest so, opening weekend behind, um, um, infinity war. I mean, in game infinity war. And then, you know, yeah, Spider-Man. and so it does make things like uh, The Matrix and some of these other movies that are coming out and not doing well or other Marvel movies like The Eternals that have not been able to do as well. It, it kind of says, well, gosh, maybe it's not the fear of going to theaters that are hurting these movies after all. You maybe, know, so Maybe it's the story? Yeah, maybe so. I mean, I'm sure that there's still going to be some of that coming into play. And I also think that the simultaneous release thing is going to be looked at, you know, and, and uh, it, it – you know, Disney's already dropped that idea. HBO Max, I'm sure, will drop it pretty soon sure. and, and do maybe a, a, a at least a later release. Let it have a little bit of a the, theatrical run before it goes to uh, HBO Max. But um, well, it's just hard to argue with those numbers. Oh man, it is. And I, I'm thinking about going to see it a third time. Um, it is one of my top favorite comic book movies. I've decided. Yeah. So uh, I've, Becky, I think I've mentioned this before, has kind of gotten to. Uh, saturation point and i have to a degree but she's you know she said she just really doesn't think she wants to see another superhero movie for a while and i said i think you'd really like this one though i think you really would probably enjoy seeing this one i think it's a lot of fun there's like you said there are some incredibly sad moments in it um we haven't talked about you know the the sad thing that happens to him uh and also one thing that really differentiates tom holland's spider-man from the other two spider-man is that in his, he loses Aunt May, and that's probably his significant yeah. loss. Mm-hmm. They had kind of already made Tony Stark a surrogate for Uncle Ben, uh, but uh, Marissa Tomei's performance was great. Um, I'm sorry to see her leave the MCU. And, yeah, that but, was a uh, rough you know, moment. It, yeah. But I, I knew she was gone. She was a goner when she does the the great, the great power, power. Right. Great yeah. responsibility. Yeah. Basically, oh, don't say that. if you say that, you're about to die. So. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, that was, that's why we won't, that's why we won't complete it on this podcast. That's right. That's right. Um, <laughs> and her relationship with happy in this movie is hilarious. <laughs> oh, poor, poor Jonathan Favreau. <laughs> that's one complaint I've seen is there was too much happy. Oh, there's uh, never enough happy. There's never but enough. You know, there was a, there was a thing that they were going to kill him off, like in the second yeah. Iron Man movie. And, uh, I'm so glad they did because, you know, he was, he was at times the comic relief that we needed in this movie. Yeah. And uh, he's just, I just, I enjoy him. I, he, he kind of, I think he's, he's us in these movies. He is. You know? he is. And <laughs> he was invited to our party. Right. That's, That's right. right. He That's sure right. Was. Yeah. Right. So uh, last thing I'll bring up, then we'll close the show, show out. What do you guys think about the uh, mid credit uh, uh, stinger where you have Tom Hardy well, and Venom? I wanted to ask before we, before we do that, um, how do you think about the way the, the thing was resolved? What do you think this means for the future of Spider-Man movies? You know, I mean, we, we like, again, spoiler, huh? Because we're out of villains. All the villains are good guys well, now. No, I mean, nobody knows who Peter Parker was. So nobody that, knows you know, who uh, you are, well, see, Spider-Man. Did that, a, did that come out of a comic book thread or was that something? There was up? a time when this something similar happened in the comic book world. 
uh, and it was to save MJ. So he, everybody had to forget who he was. So mm-hmm. that has happened before. But I mean, like this is like nobody knows that he was. I mean, it's not just nobody know knows that, Peter Parker, right? Yeah, right. that's the thing. I mean, that's that's the deal. It's not just that they don't realize he what he's Spider Man. They don't know he ever existed. Yeah, which you know, and I've seen the the filmmakers say, "Oh, we'll let somebody else figure out what all that how well, that's going to work." It's a new rom com. Zendaya and Tom Holland are now the new Spider Man. Find each other again, I guess so. But on their way know, back home. So, it, it but I think she's done. I think she's through with uh, really. I think she is. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they'll go to a Gwen Stacy character. So, so this resets the character to get to a more traditional comic book art of Spider Man with him going to. Um, to the Daily Bugle as a photographer, uh, mm-hmm. he he is in the really horrible apartment. You know, that, yeah, that very uh, much a traditional out of high school space. That's of, right of Spider Man. Yeah, oh, so and, I, I'm kind of cool with that. I just wonder, and you know, they said of course they can fix it all with magic if they have to, and kind of you know fix the parts that need to be fixed. But I don't think they I'm will. not thrilled about that. I mean, that was probably my only thing. You know, getting Doctor Strange involved and in, in all of a sudden magic you know creates this, but even with all that, I think they handled it well. I mean, it, well, and we didn't even talk about Charlie Cox. That was hilarious. Oh, yeah. That was great. You know, as Daredevil, have you seen Daredevil, Jay? No, my brother has. He told me he's been telling me to watch it. And oh, so it's great. First season. So we really need to. We really probably need to have Rusty on some point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fill yeah. in the blanks. Fill, fill I mean, we've talked the, about having Jay Blanks. You know, your mother, which would be great, but Rusty would be, I mean, Rusty would, because uh, he's got some strong opinions about some of this stuff. I think he would love to do it. We'll yeah. have to book it. Yeah. Well, I, I love Charlie Cox in as Matt Burdock, Daredevil. Mm. So, and then, I expected a bigger role, but I'm, but it, I, what he, what he did was great. I, you know, how'd you mm. catch that? I'm a really good, good lawyer. lawyer. <laughs> yeah, that was good. So, you know, the, this kind of establishes the Netflix shows as canon now Mm -hmm. and there's another big reveal and hawkeye we'll talk about next time around um Mm. but i was really really thrilled to see charlie cox and that was the last cameo i was expecting i was not expecting tom i mean uh, i was expecting tom holland i was not expecting andrew (laughs) garfield and and toby mcguire mcguire at all and i just kind of geeked out when they showed up well yeah when they came that's what kind of going back to what i said about the doctor strange and all the magic even though i'm you know would rather have just a, a straight show without magic the way they came in when they they were when they were expecting tom holland hey. to come through that portal and it wasn't yeah i was like yeah yeah so he, that was very cool that was very very cool. so art he's got a he, he can accept doc ox eight arms and plasma and all this stuff and and thanos and infinity uh mm-hmm. the infinity gauntlet but he has a problem with a little magic okay mm-hmm. he suspended the wrong to be, uh, believe that's true uh, but back- the other the other favorite thing i'll just mention real quickly uh other than the youth pastor line was also to mcguire where they realized his web his web was part of him <laughs> and that whole that whole Whoa! was hilarious it, it yeah. was great because that reflected some of the issues when the movie came out about are they mechanical or organic see i didn't realize yeah. they weren't organic i thought they all three had organics no no, no. no i mean part of the deal was that uh peter parker was such a genius that he came out with these web shooters and the web fluid and all this kind of stuff so that was uh, they kind of brought him back to the science roots a little bit uh, with this, or a lot actually. But uh, okay. yeah, that was that was a that was a big you know with uh, comic book folks that was a big uh, uh, source of contention with uh, Sam Raimi's Spider Man. But uh, it actually, you know, I mean, really, it kind of makes more sense. I mean, although I love, they said, does it come out anywhere else? <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, thank you, youth <laughs> pastor. So, yeah. well, well, anyway, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to, to derail the thing well, you had brought up about the mid credit scene. Yeah, with Tom Hardy and Venom. And so I did not see Venom 1 or 2, but apparently at the end of Venom 2, he ends up in the in the MCU. He gets whisked away to the MCU, and they see Spider-Man, and Venom's like, oh, I don't like that guy. You know, something. Has there been a Venom 2 already? Yeah. I thought it was coming yeah. out. You know, Venom no, Venom 2 no, let there be carnage. Was, and it was in the theaters and, and didn't must must not have done too well. Yeah. But um But then, you know, so it established that that Venom is not in the Tom Holland in MCU. Um, so we're trying to figure out where, where that Venom goes and him leaving a little piece of the Venom symbiote symbiotic fluid there was really cool. With the soccer player mm-hmm. from Ted Lasso. That's right. The yeah. Yeah. Soccer is my life. Soccer is life. Football. No, football, <laughs> football is, is life. life. Football is life. So when he disappeared there at the in the mid-credits scene, did that have something to do with him knowing who Peter Parker was and he's being brought into that somehow? Yeah, so Venom apparently knows who Peter Parker is, mm-hmm. but Tom uh, Tom Hardy did not. Eddie Brock did not. Eddie Brock, yeah. Yeah, so he did not know. Um, so there's a lot of questions there. And, and then you've got Morbius about to come out. Right. Which, yeah. you know, so the what would make the most sense if you wanted to do an Amazing Spider-Man 3 is to have Venom in uh, the Tom Hardy Venom in the Amazing Spider-Man universe and put Morbius in that universe as well. Mm-hmm. The Andrew Garfield universe. Yeah, the Andrew Garfield yeah. universe. So, but... Um, Anyway, yeah. All right, yeah. La- last thoughts. We're almost at 40 minutes. We were going to keep this short. short yeah. yeah, last thoughts, Art, on Spider-Man. Uh, like I said, really enjoyed it. Uh, I think with all this budget, they could have done a better job on Doctor Strange's hair. But uh, <laughs> otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, I agree it's one of the best ones we've seen so far. Jay? Exceeded expectations. Ex- I, I, was, I completely was off the spoiler radar and had only seen a few hints of what was maybe to come or denied to come. And I was completely taken in by all the, I mean, this yeah. very cliche cause it's my line, but all the people coming back was a lot of fun. Well, and Jamie Foxx, yeah. we didn't even talk about Jamie Foxx. Yeah. You know, Jamie he was Fox, great. He was fabulous in it. Uh-huh. It, you know, apparently, you know, they, he didn't like his, his costume in amazing Spider-Man two. And so he got a cooler costume and better teeth mm-hmm. and, you know, yeah, that was, that was great. So, and the last thing I'll bring up the, the line of when Garfield takes off his mask and, you know, Electro sees him, he's like, I just knew you were going to be a black guy. There's gotta be, uh-huh. a, there's gotta be a black Spider-Man out Somewhere, there. Yeah. Miles Morales, will you step up? So, yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, guys, it, uh, it's been a great episode uh, that we just wrapped 2021. We'll see what we come up with 2022. We'll see you next time around.